Hello, and welcome to A Face for Audio with Imogen Church. I hope you've been enjoying listening to my audio berries about my life as a voice actor. I started doing these little podcasty type bite-sized berry things because whenever I meet people and tell them what I do, they seem really interested and they want to know all about it. So I thought, well, maybe other people might too. If this is the first one you're listening to, this will seem quite obscure, so go back to the beginning and listen to them all. I'm sure there's lots more that I haven't thought about to talk about professional voice acting, but um, frankly I have other stuff to do in my life and I can't spend all day thinking of things to tell you. But what I wanted to end on was just a couple of words to people who would like to get into voice acting. The first question that people always ask me is, Oh, how'd you get into that? Oh, I really fancy doing that. And the answer is, I went to a top-end drama school and trained for three years and then spent about ten years in obscurity trying to get a job. One of the really important things about voice acting, unless you're one of that 1% who just naturally has a voice that people want to make love to, is learning how to use your voice. Learning how to get enough breath to see you through ridiculous characters and dramatic scenes. Filling the pockets of your body available for air with enough breath that you can do your Brian Blessed without fainting. So you need to spend a lot of time working on your breathing to support the various different states you need to talk through. I suspect that most people who might be listening to this and wanting to get into audio work are already actors and they've already trained and done a huge amount of voice work, in which case you're halfway there. Fantastic. The other side of preparing your voice, of course, and this also requires good breath control, is being able to go small and being able to do sensitive, heartfelt moments that lend a book or a play, something that people will listen to and it will speak to them. And I don't mean literally. It will touch something in them, again, I don't mean literally, that will make them think, oh God, I feel that. I know what that feels like. And to do that, you have to be able to bring it down. You know, it's no use just constantly emoting and being a dramatic actor. I sound like Matt Berry now. Oh, I didn't know I could do Matt Berry. You need to be able to be human and real. There's no use always pretending you're on the stage at the National Theatre. Because people don't live their life like that. I think they just want to hear somebody telling them a story in a way that they feel close to, not in a way that alienates them. Of course, another massive boon if you're a voice actor is being able to do accents. And I know not everyone can do them. And if you can't do them, doesn't mean you're not going to be able to get a career in voice. But I would really try... I am the first person to hold my hands up and say that when I narrate a book and it's got 20 different accents in it and I don't get paid to prep it, 
I probably bust out quite a few cod generic accents. But that's just me doing what I can with the time I've got. But I can still work on stuff. I ask people constantly in the street, uh, people I meet through friends, someone who's serving me coffee. I'll say, where are you from? Are you from Poland? Oh, you are awesome. And I still get it wrong. But then I listen to the vowels and I listen to the way they roll their letters. And I think, oh, OK, that's slightly different. I thought you were a Kiwi, but you're South African. I'm going to put that in my head and remember it. A good film to watch if you're into this kind of thing is In a World, which was written, directed by and starring Lake Bell, who is a very successful voice actress. And she can do wonderful things with her voice. And she spends her life with a little dictaphone following people around and trying to snapshot their voice so she can take it home for her archive and work on it. So accents are a massive plus, as is the ability to manipulate your voice. Into all sorts of places. So just work on being silly with your voice. On doing ridiculous things. But also on just your voice, not your actory voice. Not your I trained at a classical school voice. Just your voice. Just talking however you talk. Being you. Because that's the one thing that you have to offer that nobody else has. That's your voice. Your voice that is a result of your life experience and your upbringing and where you've been living for the last however many years. Nobody else has that to offer. So remember that. You have something totally unique. The other piece of advice I suppose I've got and that people ask me is how do you actually get into it? Well, I started, as you will know if you've listened to the others, if you haven't, shame on you. I started by uh, working at the RNIB, recording books for the blind, because I was kicking around. I was doing a master's degree at the time and thought, oh, I really fancy doing some audiobooks. And I contacted them and said I'd love to do it. And they invited me into audition and I auditioned and things kind of went from there. But, you know, I didn't start it to make loads of money I started it because I wanted the experience and I wanted to do something that would help charity and I just wanted to do it so get some experience in and I don't think if I had rocked up at a big commercial publisher's house and said I want to do audiobooks and they'd given me an audition not that that's really how it works I don't think I would have had the career I'm lucky enough to have at the moment if I hadn't had all that experience narrating books at the RNIB. So get some experience, do some practice. I know lots of really good actors who can't narrate audiobooks for Toffee. And it's not because they're not great actors, it's just that it's a really specific skill set. I've been an avid reader since I could pick up a book. Well, that's probably a lie. I could probably pick up a book at about six months, but I couldn't read it. I've always loved reading, though, and I have ridiculous levels of concentration. I can sit in a crowded, busy room and just read and switch everything else off. And if you can do that, that's a really good sign. And there are other things that, you know, unfortunately might be a barrier. If you're badly dyslexic, it's probably not the job for you, because essentially it's massive long-form sight reading. Doesn't mean you're not a great actor, just means that maybe this is not the area for you. Commercials, you could do audio commercials, you could 
do plays if you can get the script far enough in advance, but probably not audiobooks. So after that, I'm not really sure what advice I can give on how to get into audiobooks, other than the way I got in was volunteering at the RNIB. And I also know that Audible um, do hold auditions for people to find new readers, new promising readers. Um, so you can always get in touch with them. And other than that, just do lots of reading. Read out loud. Try reading whole, you know, reading for an hour out loud. And if you enjoy it and if you can do it, then go and do a voice tape. Send it round to people. See what happens. Again, I've only got my own experience to offer you, but the R&IB are always looking for good people to come and read books, and you'd be doing a really good job and a good thing for charity. So look them up, go and help out, do something that will make yourself feel good. Other than that, just, you know, be yourself and enjoy your life, and don't sweat about it. It'll all be okay in the end. Now bog off and read a book. And thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate it. And hopefully, you'll hear me soon. Bye.